Hello and welcome everybody to episode four of the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noah. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering topical news and deep dives into your favorite and unknown comic books, movies, games, and more weekly. We appreciate you tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. This is what we are covering tonight. We are covering Overlord, the anime. But before we do, like, follow, and subscribe to the channel. Now let's get on to some top news before we delve into Overlord. Got uh, Disney apparently is desperately trying to fill rooms of their new 100 room Star Wars experience hotel. Prices start at about five thousand dollars. Hey man, how about I got a, I got a, a couple. I got a I got a I got a perfect solution. How about you lower the <laughs> fucking price of your damn hotels? But they are. The sad thing is, it was going from five thousand for a couple, uh-huh. and they tried to lower it down to like five hundred as like a promotional thing. Jesus, five, but the price is still starting out. Randy, you better give me a custom lightsaber. And and you still have to pay for the other things. What the? F- <laughs> I gotta pay for water and gas too. What? what? Thirteen dollars a beer. Eleven dollars and up for wine or a special Star Wars type drink. Star Wars type drinks. Acid. <laughs> $99 for a photographer for the them to take a picture of you in front of different things. $99? You better give me George Lucas himself taking photos. Uh, and an extra 30 if you want to sit at the uh, the captain's head of the dining table. Fuck the captain, bro. That's a lot of money. Five grand for a one hotel room. It, it, the sad thing is people actually think oh, that they, it's worth they the will. money. Yeah, they will. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm a nerd, but damn, $5,000 for any experience at a Disney resort. I don't like Obi-Wan Kenobi that much. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hopefully Leia comes to your room or something. Like, damn. Bring me Padme, sir. Oh, boy. Alrighty. Uh, next thing we got in the news: uh, the new Wolverine game from by um, Insomniac is going to be a hard R rating, or at least Man, that's what they're there going for. Man, there is going to be a fucking. I can promise you, at one point, there's going to be a hallway of limbs, heads. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to be wrecking through the whole game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save. I, I know you're a Wolverine fan. I'm gonna save the game, and I'm going to murder everyone in, in that city. <laughs> Is it an open world game? I don't know, actually. I, I, I can already guarantee, like, they're gonna limit, like, you know, like in Batman, you couldn't run over anybody. Oh it, yeah, it would be that little yeah. electric thing would like move them out of the way. It's like, yeah. oh, it's, I'm like, what the, what the? I'm just gonna get my heart attack from this electric shock. Might as well just run them over. <laughs> but uh, th- th- there'll be limits on how. Well, I mean, if it is or uh, if it's a hard R rating, I mean, it's gonna be like gory. Like he's just gonna take his. God dang claws and go straight up someone's stomach and just fucking rip his guts out or something. I, I think they should have though. That, that's the type of game that you should expect from a Wolverine. Especially with how well the movie Logan did. And that was, it was pretty hard, but it wasn't like superly graphically. No, really, it was more of like a mental rated horror than it was. It was like a, just a more like a mature yeah, that's what rated I'm horror, yeah. Like it was more of a mind fuck than it was. Yeah, like gore. Wolverine's old freaking Professor X is seen now giving having strokes. I'm like seizures and Jesus strokes and everything Christ. else. What the fuck? And in the entire world, just by the- <laughs> I found out why Wolverine was getting sick. Uh, wasn't it uh, adamantium poisoning or something like no, that? No, it was, yes, but it was like uh, because they had put, they started putting anti-mutant mutant uh, uh, formula in corn syrup. Oh, really? And that's what they made all the food with. 
you know, like, like the cooked food, right? Yeah. So he was eating anti-mutagen, and it was it fucked with his. Really, I didn't even know. That, that's well, I, I saw that somewhere on some article, but I was I was yeah. like, it seemed it was like a theory. Oh, okay, okay. But I was like, that seems like that's that, a really good that theory. That has though. to make fucking so yeah. <laughs> there hadn't been a mutant in years for some yeah. reason, and they had said that they were doing something to suppress him with an anti-mutagen. So if, if it was in the corn syrup, and he was that's all that he could eat. I mean, unless he's out hunting animals himself. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, it didn't affect. Well, maybe it did, Professor X. He was fucked up too. I see. I would have thought it would have had something to do with like Scarlet Witch or something. No, like fucking over everybody. Oh uh, yeah, I guess no, because I guess it wouldn't. She wasn't in that world. She was in the other one. Yeah, and they're they're really like it's not as easy like in a comic book. You just throw whoever together, but in a fucking movie, I don't know. We got the rights to the Fantastic Four. You can't use them though. <laughs> As long as the new Fantastic Four movie coming out is not like the last one. God, if they, if, <laughs> I don't know how they could make any make it any worse. Like I've never seen that Fantastic movie was absolute ass. <laughs> like what? I've never where where did where did they go in that movie? Where did they go? They they stayed in one facility and they went to some other dimension. They didn't go anywhere that whole. And place. they stayed in the one spot in the other dimension. Yeah, I'm like, what? What are we doing right now? <laughs> they, they spent millions for a room. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Uh, Pathfinder, the board game. They yeah. are selling uh, 27 PDF books for 25 bucks. Uh, they're trying to take advantage of the D and D debacle basically going on right now what's the debacle for dnd uh they were trying to update the user terms and stuff like that where you'd have to have copyright over everything where are they uh so basically like uh, the people that have homebrew stuff could get into legal issues and shit like that hmm. which was just well i never had any friends so i never got to play dnd <laughs> you can only play it by yourself for so long <laughs> I can't be the dungeon master and the player forever. <laughs> well, like I said, Pathfinder's trying to take advantage of that shit. Hey, man. More power to him. Get that business when you can. And last one. Uh, it looks like uh, there's another reality show that's uh, <laughs> kind of grossing people out at the moment. Uh, it's called Milf Manor. Ooh, a milf. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of the worst TV shows, apparently, that uh, shows the decay of American culture. So, uh the gist of it basically the is the, the decay of American culture happened when Honey Boo Boo came on screen. I'm Honey Boo Boo, <laughs> fat as fuck, y'all. <laughs> uh, apparently, this—it's uh, not just older women going on to a show to uh, to find uh, younger girl, uh, younger guys, and stuff like that. No, uh-huh. no, no, it's worse than that. Um, they're going on to the show with their kids, their sons. And trading their sons to other milks. Oh, I see now what you mean. That is fucking disgusting. What the fuck? Yeah. And uh, apparently, there's one scene where uh, they have a a a, um, a, a test. A test. <laughs> I said a cock off. Fucking <laughs> whip their dicks out for all the milks to see. Uh, it was almost like that though. Uh, oh boy. They basically had all these dudes take their shirts off, and their um, their moms. What their to, moms there? Their, yeah, their, their moms had to go through the line to figure out who their son was by filling their chests and their what arms. What the fuck? This is real. Unfortunately. Jesus Christ, people! Come on now. <laughs> James, James Cameron, he's a man of decency. Can you not follow by his example? It's it's scary beyond belief that we're to this point that a woman is grabbing onto her son's arms. Uh, are, these, and chest. are these his fucking titties or not? I can't tell. 
Uh, let's just hope it doesn't go the other way at some point. Yeah, they started feeling. It's my mom's titties now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember these. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that's. Uh... Come on, studios, decency. There has to be some level. There has to be a line you won't cross. But I mean, money. Uh, money talks. Well, I mean, look, everything. Okay, I'll put it this way. What is it that a lot of people search on the hub for? Big titties. Well, obviously, but you've also got this trend now. I think there's the step, the steps thing. Yeah, what? I, I, now, I yeah. do not understand that. That is, like, I don't either. Incest is not a very great no thing to look up here. But apparently, the the borders of like decency have just they've ruptured. like the line has moved a little bit further back. Then before you know, they're fucking pumpkins or something, which I've seen, which is not delightful <laughs> at all. <laughs> Uh, more stories that we don't want to hear no yeah as hard as you watch late at night for night like i don't i don't want to see this anymore Uh, sometimes sometimes the thumbnail catches your eye i once saw one where a chick was getting banged and she was stuck in a uh one of those little kid played houses oh god and she couldn't get out so like i guess the only solution i have is to i, I gotta fuck you out <laughs> i was like oh, that's a perfect fucking logical plan why don't you just take the damn thing apart there, there's so many videos making fun of that uh i'm stuck in the dryers yeah that brother <laughs> so i'd be like well you're gonna be stuck in there because i don't give a damn about you <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Any other news that you can think of right now? No. Alrighty then. Let's go ahead and get into our deep dive of Overlord. Alrighty. Uh, we've got uh, one main character okay. that we're following for the most part. I mean, there's other obviously main characters, but the one that um, the story for the most part should focus on is a, a guy named uh, Ains Ulgone. Ains Ulgone. Oh boy. It's a long I'm not going to remember that one. No. Uh, and the beginning of the episodes, uh, his name is Momonga. Oh, so it's a, shit. And he's got a third persona where he's a knight named Momon. <laughs> I'm going to go with Momon. I can't remember that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, he is voiced by Christopher Guerrero, uh, which is also a guy that uh, he voices Ichia in uh, Fairy Tale and Baxcon in One Piece. Baxcon? Who the fuck is that? I love One Piece. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I got I to gotta get back in One Piece. And uh, the uh, Japanese version, he is voiced by Satoshi Hino. Mm-hmm. He also uh, voices Sai from Naruto. And um, Kujuro Rinjuku, excuse me, Rinjuku Ajoku. Jesus. God, I can't even talk today. Rengoku. I can't say titular. Exactly. You're rubbing <laughs> off on me here. <laughs> Kyojuro Rengoku from uh, Demon Slayer. Okay. And he, uh, the uh, Japanese uh, Satoshi also voices Abel from Trinity Blood. In the Japanese version, anyway. Okay. Uh, with uh, Overlord, they have also made two movies covering the first full season. Okay. Uh, the, uh, Those uh, OVAs, they call them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one of the two is called The Undead King, and the second one is called The Dark Hero. Uh, they basically condensed the entire first season into three hours. They took the filler and, out? Does uh, it have filler? It has filler, kind of. Jesus Christ. One Piece's filler could take over. <laughs> it could be more than another another group's entire series. That's the sad part. And, of me, st- yeah. and still have some left over. 
Uh, Overlord is more, in my opinion, it has what you could probably consider filler. Uh-huh. Not it like for the full season. Like there's not just one filler episode. Oh yeah. Really. But uh, there's things you could probably take out and it not affect the story too much. But it's got so much information in every single episode okay. that you, if you watch them multiple times, you're going to find new things that you didn't notice the oh. first time. It's not like some of those Naruto episodes where you can just skip through the whole oh, last the whole three episodes saga. and still be on track. <laughs> um, basically, though, it... Uh, Holy shit. I'm good. I'm, I'll cut that out. Don't worry. It's fine. You just keep it in. They need to know us for the real us. I'm fucking choking on my own spit. What were they rolling? No, but I was trying to, like, you know, you try to, your, your throat is parched, so you're taking a little, a little swallow. If you catch it in your throat, you're fucking dying. All right. But basically, it's uh, three hours instead of the four plus that a normal 13 episode season would be. Okay. So. Uh, the first episode is called End and Beginning. That's the, the full name of the first episode title. Uh, basically, the, the first screen, it opens up with an explanation of what a DMMORPG is, uh, which stands for Dive Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game. Dive Massively. So I just like... Dive Massively. More immersive. It's basically, uh, if you remember Sword Art Online, oh, yeah. uh, it's kind of like the headset Like things. Dot Hack. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I love that game. Yeah, it's basically where you put on the helmet and you go into the right. game. Like, you have feel and stuff like that for the oh, most part. Uh, it's basically in the year 2126, and the game that they're playing... 2126? Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, in this world, too, uh, going into the history of the actual world, uh-huh. it's like a decimated world. <laughs> so, like, to go outside, they, they've polluted the air so much, apparently, that they have to wear hazmat-like suits to go outside. Jesus. So, pretty much real life in, like, ten years. Right. So, basically, uh, you, the game is, like, the escape. Oh, yeah. Because you, you know, like, water. You can't, like, drink rainwater anymore. Because it's contaminated. Scientists say that, like, it's, it's reached the level of contamination <laughs> where, like, you can no longer just take... You can just... Yeah, keep your mouth closed with the rainwater. Look it up. It's fucking horrific. <laughs> and the game is called uh, Yggdrasil, uh, named after uh, Norse, Norse mythology. Up. Yggdrasil. Oh, it's a tree. Yeah. The yeah, tree. yeah, yeah. The, spelled Y-G-G. Yeah, it's a tree. <laughs> Yggdrasil. That Odin hung himself on to know all knowledge. Yeah. He just read a bunch of books, but okay, hang yourself from a tree. <laughs> uh, and this game, Yggdrasil, uh they're basically closing down the servers after it uh, lasting for about 12 years. Mm-hmm. So they're finally closing down the servers into yeah. the game. Uh, the next, uh, the next screen that they show you is a battle scene. It's kind of like a normal, you know, your heroes and stuff like that fighting against skeletons. Like one stuff. final hurrah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. All log out. It's basically what you would expect from like one of those uh, hero trope animes. No, where it's like a group with the healer and the the cleric oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff, okay. and they're all fighting these. You specific... got that barbarian just fucking ripping throws out with his mouth. Yeah, uh, you have a lightning shot basically in the background where uh, as soon as they go, uh, get rid of the lightning, you see the mausoleum mm-hmm. of where they're fighting against these skeletons from. Yeah, and there's one like big skeleton dude wearing a robe and holding a staff and he's got some like monster people he's like the one from the pictures right i've seen pictures of overlord yes yeah yep yep uh and then the next scene after that like it does a little cut scene Uh and all the heroes are defeated oh (laughs) damn 
<laughs> and it's got uh, all that level grind for nothing. Yeah, it's got the skeleton uh, leader where he's got uh, red coming out of his eye like flame, mm-hmm. and then it cuts automatically to the opening scene. Okay. Uh, the opening scene is uh, music by OXT, and the name of the uh, opening music is uh, Clatonia. Clatonia. Yeah, it's a music track, I guess. Um, as soon as we get done with the opening scene, uh-huh. uh, we have Mamanga talking with a, with a guild member, which is a slime. Uh, the slime character has just logged back in since they're closing down the servers and stuff like that. Yeah. One last chance to talk to each other and uh-huh. stuff like that. Um, basically telling him that they he uh, the slime is telling Mamanga that they uh, he hopes they get to meet in real life and stuff like that. Oh, is it real person? And, like, meet up, you know, because they've known each other for years. Mamanga's, like, 15 and he's, like, 56. I hope we meet up someday, <laughs> the two of us, you know, in the woods so we can talk. Yeah, because basically they were they've been friends for years, and he get uh, the the slime hands over all the things that they've collected, like the artifacts and stuff in the game. Mm-hmm. Hands it all to Momonga since Momonga is the leader of this guild. Yeah, cool. So it's kind of a um, a, a uh, like a sentimental thing but, for Momonga. Yeah. Uh, after the the uh, slime guy, he he logs out. Uh, you got uh, Momonga. He looks at the staff. That it took all of them to build, basically. So it took hours and hours of crafting and basically grinding to get all the materials needed for this one specific staff. Okay. It's called uh, the Staff of Einzelgone. Because mm-hmm. the actual like guild itself is called Einzelgone. Okay. Uh, you have uh, him explaining like uh, what it took to become a member of this guild specifically. So you had to be an inhuman character. So demon, slime, skeleton, anything that's not an elf, a dwarf, you know, your normal humanoid characters, anything aside from that. Uh, and you had to be a functional person in society. So you had to have a job and, you know, trying to work your way up how in would, real life. How would they even know any of that? That's my business. I'm a complete <laughs> degenerate in real life, but a hero in the game. What's that matter? Yeah. <laughs> So you ha- you know you have him reminiscing a little bit there and uh, thinking about all the things that they've done basically to get to that point. Uh, he, he basically he then he looks and he sees the, these battle maids that are part of the the guild itself. So they're NPC characters. And they got some. <laughs> <laughs> Do they got some big old bedung? <laughs> uh yeah. Oh, okay. uh, there's some that are fans. I like, I like okay. to I like to be able to imagine them in my head. Is why I ask. You'll find out later in the series. Uh, you would want to do that. Oh, <laughs> pretty pretty evil characters here. That's later fine. on, okay, I can turn any girl to the good side. So he he looks upon him and uh, he decides to move him around one last time since they're the NPCs. So he has him follow him and stuff like that. Oh, okay, I'm like move him around, but not not in a hentai type way. No, just tosses him in a trunk and throws him in the bottom of the ocean or something. So you have these battle maids and then you have their leader, which is named Sebus. He's mm-hmm. the butler, basically, but he's their leader of the battle maids. Okay. Uh, they're called uh, the Pleiates, after the, the Greek, I believe. Pleiates? Yep. I have no idea. But uh, he has them all follow into <laughs> the throne room. Uh, when he gets into the throne room, uh, he sees Albedo, which is the leader of the Floor Guardians, and I'll explain that here in a few. Uh, and he has the maids and uh, Sebas stand by. 
So he tells him it's like um, basically to wait off to the side of the actual throne room. And he has Albedo basically standing beside him. And she is the fan service character oh. of all fan service characters. Oh, boy. <laughs> she On a lot of forums, she is the waifu. Okay. Of a lot of people. <laughs> She's the one that has the bazongas. Yeah, hey, you got to have that mascot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, while sitting on the throne, he he you know he's got Albedo in front of him, and he's messing around with the settings and stuff since it's the last day. And he sees that there's just pages and pages and pages of information for Albedo, <laughs> just like random shit. Because the, the the people that created these characters were all part of the guild, and each one spent time designing a certain character. Huh. And the person that designed her was a guy named Tabula. So he just like wrote just this. He wrote a mountain of information. Of information. Oh my God. Yeah. And he also wrote that she's a bitch. <laughs> so fan fiction, basically. Yeah. yeah kind of. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And at, at the very end, he put it like he, she's a bitch. <laughs> the very last line. <laughs> like she's sweet looking, but she's just a bitch. God dang. So my manga, he rewrites it. Oh. He's like, it's the last day. You know what? Who cares? And he put she's deeply in love with Momonga at the end of her. Oh, good job. I'm sure that's not going to come back to bite him in the He's end. He's like, oh, God, I'm such a nerd. <laughs> like, he, even, he, he articulates that he knows he's a nerd for doing it. <laughs> um, he, he He's been looking at uh, all the flags in the whole room and stuff of all the guild members kind of reminiscing still, saying, you know, like, this one's for this person, this one's for the next person. Right. Um. It basically, in the entire time, the clock is just counting down for the end of the server. For the server to shut yep. down? Jesus. Yep, yep. Why uh, did they shut it down? Just It's just time, or they ran out of money, or what's the company? Did uh, they ever give a statement? I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was just that it was an older game. Oh, it had been around for 12 years. And they wanted to update to the new one or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so basically, the, the clock counts down to the actual zero, but then it starts going in reverse. So you, it starts going back up in numbers. Back up to one, of, two. Okay. Yep. And you've got uh, Mamanga. He's sitting there. He's like, the fuck's going on? I imagine so. Like, did they not remember? Did they the... push it back? Did they? Like, what the hell's going on here? And uh, he, it's at this point that he figures, he figures out that he cannot contact the actual devs. So the little screen that pops up in front of him normally in a that game. little menus. Yeah. Players. Yeah. He can't do it. Huh. So he doesn't know what the hell is going on. That would, that would like freak me out if I'm in a VR and I can't get out. It'd be freaky. Yeah. It'd be, It'd be oh, very, very, shit. very freaky. What, what about my real body? It's got to eat and move. <laughs> and you've got uh, Albedo. She's like, are you okay? What's wrong, Lord Mamanga? He also notices that her mouth is moving at this point. They don't move? Apparently in the game... They didn't necessarily move. They kind of just like did a little dialogue thing. Either that or there was voices, but it didn't actually move facial features and stuff like that. I've seen some games with horrendous voiceover to uh, mouth moving. Oh, boy. Oh, God. There's a lot of bad ones out there. Like, really bad. (laughs) And if they haven't fixed it by 2126, that's really bad. Yeah. Uh, he, he notices this, but he also notices that the staff that he was actually holding, the staff of Vines Olgone, yeah. it's still floating beside him the way it should be. Like, things haven't changed enough oh. to give that much of a pause. Like, certain mechanics are still working the way they should in the actual game. Hmm. So, he tells Sebus, the the butler, to go check the surrounding area of Nazarek, which is the tomb that they're inside of. Basically, see, like, you know, go outside and check and make sure everything's where it should be. Right. At this point, he also notices that Sebus and the battle maids 
kind of follow orders that don't make a lot of sense in a game. Like normally they have certain cues that they're supposed to say to yeah. like stand by means they stand there. Kneel means that they kneel. I'm trying to get an NPC to do something in the game and they won't do it. Just frustrates the fuck out of any gamer. Yeah. It's like, if you don't <laughs> fucking follow me to this fucking room so I can cue the next fucking sequence, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. So he, he tells Sebus to go outside and check the surroundings. And then he tells the rest of the battle maids to go and guard the ninth floor. Of the don't table. breathe in on this. My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep forgetting where to breathe. <laughs> but he tells him to go guard the ninth floor of the tomb, right. basically. And that if anybody comes up there, destroy him, basically. Up or down? Uh, it is... <clears throat> they are on the lowest floor of the tomb. Jesus, so it's a tomb going up? Yes. So the throne room is in the very bottom of the... Bottom of the... That's a random choice. The tomb of Nazarek. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he tells him to, you know, go, go fuck up whoever comes into the tomb, basically. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. If you see anyone, give him, start giving him hands. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he's still trying to figure out a way to contact somebody. So right. He's trying to, Man, what would I do? Like, what, what? Uh, well, he's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here. Here's an advice to you guys trying to do VR. Have a fail-safe location where players can go if they're... Uh, menus their on-hand menus don't work like you go to this level and then you can come you know what i mean yeah because imagine getting stuck in vr he's like a whole bunch of kids just in comas yeah so so far it's kind of taking a um it's got kind of the same vein of sword art online Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily the exact same because they're not stuck in a game at this point right it's were they stuck in sword online yeah it was they were just locked into the game so like the real bodies you know, needed food and Fuck. stuff like that. Uh, he, he, after trying to figure this out, you know, Albedo comes back up towards him. And then he realizes that he can actually smell her. Like, oh. games don't have smell. Like, there was never a smell feature in the game. Like, what the hell's going on here? And he also realizes that he can touch her. Like, actually feel her, like, warmth of her skin, you know? Because he reaches out to, like, see what's going on. Cups of titty, yeah. So he asks... Can I touch your boo? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Nerd that he is. So he might as well. So he does. He reaches out and that's the fan service party. Oh, okay. Uh, and he realizes, hey, I can do this. So the mechanics that would prevent a hentai from happening in this game originally. And so <laughs> You can kind of do what you want to do at this point. And she's getting more and more horny the entire time. Jesus. Because, of course, he just wrote in the description. Oh, yeah. She's deeply in love with him. So, uh, she basically tries to come on to him. <laughs> and she really, she's like, you want to strip me here or should I do it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he's got a, uh, apparently he's got a uh, stat debuffer though on him. So that way, like his emotions are automatically kept in check. So he can't convey like, how he, he can't get he emotional, is. basically. Because he's a skeleton. He's an elder lich. He is the skeleton guy. Huh. Wait, he was a skeleton guy? Yeah. yeah. He's the leader of that guild that destroyed those heroes. He's a bad guy? <laughs> In the game, yes, they played as bad guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Scarface. I'm the fucking bad guy. <laughs> okay. I'm digging it. Like I said, like I said, they had to be non-human characters right. to be in this guild. Um, He basically, he's like... Woman quit. <laughs> like, just quit. <laughs> he tells her to uh, basically gather all the floor guardians. Uh-huh. Uh, and floor guardians are basically like the main boss level 
oh, characters really? from each floor. Okay. And he tells her to go, since she's the leader of them, go get them all. Get, get every one of them except for uh, floor eight, uh, floor four and floor eight. What's up with that? Um, the fourth floor, if I remember right, is a little character called a victim. Uh, it's either a victim or this other uh, character named Gargantua. Huh. One of the two. I can't remember which one it is. It's one of the two floors, but they both belong to one of them. Yeah. Uh, Victim is like a little uh, fetal-looking monster with (laughs) wings and a halo. An angel-style character. A cherub? Uh, It looks scarier than that. It's like just a fetus. Uh, So, uh, (laughs) oh, there's one in, there's there's something like that in uh, a botchling in Witcher. Yeah. Good Jesus. And then Gargantua is a... uh, a giant, basically, or like a stone golem, oh. gigantic that ain't gonna fit anywhere. <laughs> so he's just fucking stuck. I'm like, I can't get out. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, he basically tells her to go get all the floor guardians and have them come to the sixth floor, which is a coliseum. Why doesn't he want the floor of fate though? Uh, Gargantua is too big, I think, and okay. he's like, he's mindless. So somebody has to be there to actually control oh. him. And then victim, uh, I. Don't remember exactly why, because it's it's more of a character that can be sacrificed, huh. so for like high level spells oh, and stuff yeah, like okay. that. So he tells them, "I'll well, come to the Coliseum on the sixth floor." So he gets the staff and he heads to the Coliseum himself, mm-hmm. uh, where he meets the floor guardians that are there. There's two. Uh, they're twins. Uh, I'll and they're both twins. Oh, you got, I got here. You here. You go, people. You know the perversion that is noy. <laughs> You want a good t- a twins in a scene in a movie? Uh, uh, rent, buy, or find? Cruel Intentions too. You're uh-huh. wa- you're welcome. So, <laughs> go ahead. Life advice from Noe. <laughs> well, these twins you might not want to do that with. One's a boy, so. Oh, yeah, I don't really swing that way. Nothing against that, but it's not my dudes aren't my thing. But you got two uh, dark elf twins. Basically, you have a tomboy named Aura Bellafiora. Yeah, or a Bella Fiora. Mm-hmm. I, I dig that. And you have her cross-dressing brother, brother Mare Bella Fiora. <laughs> so basically, the 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 guild member that created them basically had him cross-dress. So well, they're dressed to crawl. Okay. That's so, kinda... you, so you have Aura, which is the girl, dressed Just as like a, boy, a guy. That's, that's... And then Mare, which is the boy, dressed in a skirt. That's funny. <laughs> But he's still a boy and he acts like a boy, but he's shy. And like, yo, what's up, bros? I got a dress on. What about it? Fuck you. <laughs> not, that, not, that, okay. not, not that much. No, he, he's more of a, a shy character to where he doesn't really want to talk Dog? very much. Yo. He's he's kind of like uncertain of his abilities. They always like do that. that with anime. There's always that one shy. Oh, I'm so shy. And then like, oh, you kill all my friends and I level up to 6,000 and burn this whole place down. And a, a piece of information, too, for this is that all of the... Um, all the floor guardians are level 100 out of 100. Oh, is that the caps? Jesus. So you have uh, Mamanga, which is the main guy in this. Um, is he 101? No, he's still Damn. level 100. <laughs> there's actually, surprisingly, there's actually floor guardians that are technically stronger than he is. Really? Yeah. So is he like the strongest character in the game or? Uh, no. No, oh. there was a person that was in the guild even that was stronger than him. Well, named Touch Me. Okay, what happened there? <laughs> Which was a knight. 
Yeah, he was like a. Uh, let me get, let me guess. It was it was a challenge. Touch me, and someone did, and he found out, <laughs> and he got fucked up. Well, if I remember right, in the game of uh, Yggdrasil, he was uh, like one of four or one of five characters in the entire game that had become a world champion. Uh huh. So he was like the best of the best. Damn, I when wish, it came to warrior, I wish I could be the best of the best in a game. That'd be that's like imagine being the best in the world like at one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like one thing that's done by a lot of people, I don't want to be like. Oh, I'm the best in the world. I can deep throw a hot dog that's 10 inches wide or something. Like I, I don't want to be the one world champion of that. O- oddly specific thing. Don't, don't quit. Don't, don't, don't get too into it. <laughs> but like if I was like, you know, the, the best boxer, like Olympic level, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That'd be the world champions. Yeah, one of the world champions. That's why the guild itself was one of the strongest guilds out of all of them. Like, yeah, like the actual, like they had some massively powerful Talented characters powerful on there. People, Damn. Yeah. like you had a uh, a character named Ulert that could literally destroy shit with one massive spell and oh. destroy everything. So, uh, uh, Momonga, which uh, you know, spoiler for this, he later becomes Einzelgone. But he takes on the the guild name as his actual name. Oh. So that way, if there's any friends in this new world. That know the name. Oh, so it's, it's not just here. him who's stuck. It's like he's trying to figure he, he, out. How he thinks that other people might be, be stuck with him too. Right, because it, it turns out eh, they are in a different yeah, world. Well, like this is not the game world no more. Basically, the entire um, the entire tomb of Nazarek was transported all at once to a completely new world. By who or what? Uh, it's like the collective conscious of the game. Let's get the fuck out. We're done with this shit. <laughs> but since uh, since uh, Momonga at the time was transferred uh, while he was sitting in the guild, the entire guild like uh-huh. building was transferred with him, which included all the NPCs and right, so everything. Got, got so he's got a, pretty much he's set. He's got a, in this world, like he a is base like, of operations. Yeah, there's there's very few characters that can like, ever even come close to him. Hmm. Like there's a, a character later on in the series called PDL Platinum Dragon Lord mm-hmm. that's Close. strong, but if I'm being honest, not that strong. <laughs> like <laughs> he can still get bodied by multiple people in this in the, like the just the NPCs oh, yeah. killed. Like they are the ultimate like beings in this new world. Like some of the highest level caps you'll ever see in the like from normal people in the this new world. Uh-huh. Like 35, 40. Jesus. <laughs> like, they're not that great. But um he, he sees these twins. Um and uh they ask him, hey, is that is that the uh the staff or the famous staff? And so he explains, you know, like what kind of gems are in it and how powerful it is. And then he shuts himself up because he starts to basically just go on a tangent about uh, it. He's so proud of it. Well, like an 85 minute <laughs> summary. Like, you know, in the game, you, you read the little item description. Yeah, that's like, like, here, let me tell you what this staff's about. Boom, boom. He fucking puts up a thing. A menu pops up with like a 95 long mile long uh, description of this goddamn one item. Yeah. And he, he he's he's proud because, you know, his yeah. friends helped yeah, him build it. So. built an awesome weapon. So he's like bragging, talking about it to, these, to the twins. And you it's see like, this gem? We took this from the dragon of the silver backs. <laughs> he just starts going off. <laughs> And of course, him being what they consider a supreme being, mm-hmm. since he was a creator of multiple different things in this this um, guild, right. they look at him as like a basically a god. Damn, like they're the same level, but they look at him as more like a god. 
And so they're kind of fascinated by it, basically. Um, he uh, then asks him if they would uh, like to help him with something. <laughs> and uh, he summons a fire elemental at this point, uh, which he, he claims is in the higher 80s on level. And uh, he, he this is at the point where he realizes he's like, normally in the game you would have a dashboard showing you all your spells, their range, their cooldown time, oh, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But he says that if he um, focuses on it, he can actually see it in his mind of what he can and can't do and that kind of stuff. So he summons this... Uh, he summons this uh, primordial fire elemental, and uh, he asks him if they want to fight it. <laughs> and Aura, being the the tomboy of the two, she's like, "Yeah, I can see you'll fight this." <laughs> and Mari's like, "I got stuff to do." <laughs> Starts kind of walking away. She's like, "No," and she grabs him, and they go to go fight it. And not surprisingly, they beat it like extremely easily. Okay. Like it wasn't really anything for them. Uh, after which, you have Mamanga, and he's uh, talking to the twins. He's like, "You know, you're, you should be thirsty by now." And gets it, like being nice to him, treating them kind of like kids. Yeah, because that's the way he's looking at them is like they're kids. They're not. They're not uh, super old elves or anything like that because they look like kids still. Right. So, I guess in his uh, like normal mind his perception, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she, uh, you have Aura uh, basically saying that she thought that he would be scarier because <laughs> apparently, you know, as an NPC, they didn't right, have they actual all conversations with him. Yeah. So he's like, I can do that if you like. <laughs> She's like, no, no, we like you this way. <laughs> uh, at this point, you have a, a character called Sheltier. She's the first of the floor guardians, aside from the twins, to get here, finally. Okay. Because they're all starting to appear. Oh, just trickle in. Yeah. Uh, she is basically, she looks like a, a Victorian-type woman. Mm-hmm. So she wears a Victorian dress, oh, the, the bonnet on her head, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, appearances are very deceptive, <laughs> as you'll find out later. <laughs> she's a... She's a sadist. So. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, she she does horrible things to people. But uh, she starts go she goes towards Aura and they start bickering like uh, sisters, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, then you have uh, Kakaitis, which is this big, massive, uh, blue warrior character. Uh, basically, he's like an insect though. So he's got an insect head, like body armor, little uh, type character, so skeleton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, he's gonna be. Like cold, like he controls frost. Ah, okay. For the most part, kind of stereotypical, like but a, like a frost giant, I guess. Yeah, it's a frost giant instinct. Yep. Uh, you have him walk in, uh, and then they start uh, basically kneeling down before Mamonga at this uh, point. Yeah, because they're basically that's their fealty. They're he can do whatever he wants because he's their leader. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, Shaltier. She introduces herself, and she's like. Uh, uh, my name is Shaltier Bloodfallen. I'm the guardian of floors one, two, and three. God dang. <laughs> you beat me once, you won't beat me twice. If you do, you won't beat me three times. <laughs> so she controls all three of the first floors. So when you first walk into this tomb, if you're like, say, a raiding party or uh, an enemy of this guild in the game, you have to fight her. <laughs> three times in a row. So that that's uh, like a Brad Pickett to me. Yeah, so that's something. Uh, skipping over the fourth floor uh, because obviously he said don't bring the guardians of the fourth floor there. Uh, you jump onto Kakaitis, which is the guardian of the fifth floor. Uh-huh. And like I said, he's a, a character that uses a lot of frost, so he has like a frost aura around him in battle, stuff like that. 
he's also a, a user of multiple swords and kind of like a samurai type character. She used fire swords as an opposite to his frost. He actually has a lightning sword though. Oh well, he, well there has been lightning during snowstorms. Yeah, that's there, true. there you that's go. True. <laughs> Imagine like it's fucking just rain and snow and you're hit by lightning. <laughs> the last thing you're waiting for. And remember, these are all level 100 characters at this point. They're NPCs at one point. 100, but yeah. They're they're floor guardians, so they're all 100. Uh, are they like they're just chill with this, right? Or are they like as confused as he is? Uh, they don't understand really what's going on. They're just like, like it's more of like they're just living their normal like lives, just like day to day for them. Mm-hmm. He's just the one that's freaking out. Okay, pretty much, yeah. Um, you also have um, Aura and Mari. They introduce them the, themselves and pledge their fealty because they're both uh, guardians of the sixth floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have a character named Demiurge. Uh, he's basically like a demon lord. <laughs> Wears a red suit. Kind of like what you would expect the devil to look like. Just looking fly as fuck. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you also find out later in the, in the, the series and in the, uh, the light novels, manga, whatever it is. Uh, the dude is evil. <laughs> like, I will. And I will say, he never betrays. And I, I, it's a spoiler for people that have never seen it. But Spoilers. It, it, he does not betray Eins the entire time hmm. but he is like the smartest character NPC out of everything oh. out of the entire world he's smarter than Eins <laughs> like he is like extremely intelligent but it's, it's lucky a, I'm not there <laughs> <laughs> uh, between him and um, Albedo uh-huh. between the two of those they're actually the smartest characters in the oh. entire world for the most part I wonder their guild is so fucking top notch yeah, the other guy. Fucking ringers left and right. And like I said, Demiurge is um, it's pretty fucking evil, as you'll find out later. Uh, a good example of this is uh, he tells uh, he tells Ainz, after Momonga changes his name to Ainz, uh, they're trying to find uh, paper to write new scrolls on, magic scrolls and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, he's like, uh, we're, we're getting it from bipedal sheep. Bipedals? What are they Two-legged what? Humans. Oh. So they're tearing oh. off the people's skin. For paper. Yeah. How dark? This got real dark. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a little... Like, oh, it's a little fun. What the... They turned into Berserker. Uh, yeah. Uh, Overlord is a pretty dark Jesus anime. Christ. Huh? And Demiurge is one of the darkest. Like, uh... Yeah, I won't, I won't say the other example. Okay. It's pretty damn dark. Times you. <laughs> uh, and then, fi- of course, he kneels before him. And then you have Albedo. She's the leader of the Floor Guardians, and they all pledge their fealty. Um, and that is. Did, when he kneeled, did he put a nice pillow down? So his knee doesn't get all nice and dirty? <laughs> I mean, that's no. what I would do. Surprisingly, uh, like I said, uh, Demiurge is like one of the most evil characters. Yeah. Uh, but he has extreme respect for Ainz yeah. the entire time. Like there, there's no wavering of it. Like he, he may be extreme. Here's an example. Jesus Christ sounds like a fucking Nazi. The guy uh, Ainz, which is the main character of this, he is always concerned that they're going to find out that he's not really as intelligent or oh, yeah. as smart as people think that he is. But Demiurge is such a high intellect, he basically fills in all the gaps of all the plans that he's uh, that he like. He thinks that uh, he's only l- trying to fulfill Ainz's goals, 
but he's like creating them on his own because there's gaps. But he he he's got such a high. So intellect. he's going under the assumption that Ayn's so that, far ahead. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh, I'll just I I can do this on my own, no problem, boss. He he basically fills in all the gaps and that uh, would have stupidity, horrendous, yeah, horrendously ruined in his mind. Like he's like, oh, he's not telling me this because he wants me to figure it out. Like he he's got such a high intellect and a high set. He's got such high praise for Ein's Olgone that he can make up excuses of why Ein's doesn't understand something. Huh? He's like, oh well, it's a lesson to me then. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the episode just basically ends with all of them kneeling down, pledging fealty to him. <laughs> do they do they say Sig Heil? No, Jesus. Oh, but but uh, there is an episode. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I want to say towards episode seven or eight, we find out the character that Ainz himself created, and uh, it's a character named Pandora's actor, Pandora's and actor. it is dressed in uh, Nazi gear. Oh Jesus! <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> every, every he says, yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> Damn. Like the he wears the Nazi coat and everything. I'm it's, looking. I'm, yeah. Like I'm looking for some Jews. I'm like what? <laughs> God, Nazis are just the fucking worst. Yeah, and then you include the communist China. Yeah. yeah this girl was cool. this girl once asked me was like, uh, man, you know the uh, what's it ASPCA the animal thing. Oh yeah. So like, there's she said she was telling me how awful they actually are, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And she's like. She's like, you know what's worse than the ASPCA? I'm like, uh, the Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much ended the conversation. <laughs> but yeah, they, they basically just, uh, they pledge all their fealty to him. And going into the second episode, you have Sebus. He comes back and uh, he explains that they're not in the swamps that they would have been in the game. Mm-hmm. They're surrounded by hills, or excuse me, not hills, by flat land with no hills around. So they're basically, uh, let's say, not like a sore thumb. Oh, so pretty much just open field. Yeah, and... Uh, Good old cavalry charge. Yeah, you have uh, Ainz. He eventually tells... Uh, or he, he has uh, Mare, because Mare is uh, kind of like a druid mm-hmm. character. So it basically, they create hills around oh. to blend in. Right. So cover the outside walls in dirt, so that way you can't see it. Huh. Change the entire landscape. So just trying to make sure their uh, little base of operations is so easily yeah. uh, penetrated. Like I said, it's a lot of information. Uh, you can skip through the whole episode and not pay attention mm-hmm. to where it's like, ah, oh, it's kind of moving, you know, kind of slow as an episode and you're not getting a lot. But if you pay attention to all the undertone stuff and all the details that you're seeing, it's a very like informative couple of episodes. Little intricate storyline. Yeah. Yep. Those are always good. But that is the deep dive into the very first episode of uh, Overlord. Uh, let's go ahead and get into some uh, Urban Dictionary. Okay. You got some dudes here, too. This one's... I just found this one interesting. So it's uploaded by Sauder, S-A-U-D-U-R, on June 25th, 2012. It's a booby ruby. A booby ruby? Yeah, it's a hickey on a breast that is almost a solid red purple. Oh dear God! That's quite the hickey. I've never done that before. I plan on doing it now. It's like you got a ruby, bitch. 
You got yourself a little ruby or a booby ruby. <laughs> All right. So we got uploaded by Meow Mix. <laughs> Meow Mix. <laughs> on December 27, 2003. This is an old one. 2003. Oh, good Lord. Bungus. Is it a butt fungus? One who explores a man's rectal cavity. I don't know why it's got to be a man's rectal, but okay. Uh, is, <laughs> next, next one I actually have a story for. So, so uploaded by I'm Not Very Witty on uh, May 6, 2008. High butt crack syndrome. So it's, <laughs> it's a metal condition in which upon sitting, three or four inches of the victim's butt crack are exposed. Typically found in high school girls and the occasional middle-aged fat man. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a story for that one. Uh, I used to have a coworker in my retail job. Uh, she's been gone now for a couple years, but uh, she was a she had a very very large ass, like uh, like in, like I'm talking about like probably like if you do do like the circumference right, be like seventy inches. Like it was like I've never seen like in real life, and uh, and it wasn't a BBL. Was a <laughs> Brazilian butt lift. Oh no, no, it's just natural. Just, just her, natural just, just, just her big old booty. And uh uh she used to uh I guess once she got comfortable with the employees there, it's like she she just gave up on keeping her lifting her pants up because they would drag down all the time. <laughs> so instead of three or four inches of butt crack, right? I'm talking about nine or ten <laughs> of just bare ass. Like I've seen I saw her ass more than I've ever seen mine. <laughs> I remember one time I needed uh, help with like uh, backup and the intercom wasn't working. So I found her in aisle one, right? And she was like kneeled down sitting and uh, putting stuff on the bottom shelf. Yeah. And it just basically like it was just like the whole ass without. <laughs> but uh, it's it's funny. Like when you see like when, when you first see like, oh, damn, that's a lot of, you know, she, it's all exciting and fun and whatnot. But then you like after like a, a year, it's, it's, it's just... You're used to it. So I, got, so I got used to seeing ass all every day when I worked with her. So when you had a big fat guy bend over too, it was just ass with hair. I don't know. I've never seen a guy. I hope not. I've never seen a guy with it. There's no way a guy could have her level of ass. It's like impossible. Not only did she have such a big ass, but you know, it was always clean. And I never saw underwear. I don't know what her ass did her to what I, she's never had underwear on. They must have been just up somewhere far in the nethers of her booty hole because I've never. I, it was always just a bare ass. If you if you if you're listening to this, I apologize. It's a tangent. It's just a tangent. It's just a story. Uh, you were fun to work with. Okay, Sorry. I guess that's that. Well, that is everything for this episode. Uh, remember to like, follow, and subscribe, and and uh, yeah, you know, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. I don't know. <laughs> you caught me off guard. What am I supposed to say to people? You guys have a good one. Oh, I got it. When in doubt, eat her out. There you go. Bye, everybody.